Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Look Forward. I'm your host, Jay. I'm here with my co-host, Brad. Hello, Jay. All right. We are back. Uh, there is plenty to talk about. What a very interesting week. <laughs> what a very interesting week. Matt Gates and, and, we, and we don't even have to talk about Matt Gates this no, week. No, but we do. But we do. <laughs> but we do. Who doesn't want to see that guy go to jail? Um, so I'm going to start out with my thoughts on the new HBO documentary series, Q Into the Storm. Brad, I, I've gone down the rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> I I know quite a bit about Q and QAnon sort of followers and what have you just because I do a lot of reading uh, about it because I, I find the – like watching a cult be created in real time is fascinating, um, especially a political one. Um so I knew quite a lot. And again, this is on HBO Max, uh, if folks haven't seen it. It's a six-part documentary uh, series and it's it's all out there now. Uh, it was week by week, but it's out now. Um, it's really good and HBO did an excellent job. The I, I don't remember the guy's name who is the sort of documentarian, but he spent three years working on this. So he's been in the thick of it for a long time. And anything, by the way, I'm going to like talk spoilers, whatever. You should still see it, right? Like it's not a narrative film. So like mm-hmm. to get this information still matters and, and to see it all kind of put together is great. Um, but it, it largely starts out with the the documentary kind of focusing on like what is, you know, what is QAnon and like the people who promote it and like – what they refer to themselves as Q-tubers, right? Like these, these, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm shocked that that term hasn't, uh, hasn't come up before now. Like I'm shocked (laughs) that it's a term I've never heard of. (laughs) I know. Literally uttered from your lips. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, so they're like the, uh, they're like the, um, the people who make all these, you know, YouTube videos and you oh, here's another Q drop. Here's another, uh, you know, bit of genius from the man, the, the, the military insider or whatever bullshit. Um, and so it focuses on them for a while mm-hmm. and then it starts to go to, well, where are these Q drops being dropped? Right. And it, and they kind of go through, um, they deal with, uh, this guy, Frederick Brennan, um, who people have probably seen. He's the guy, he's got brittle bones disease. So he's like in a wheelchair. It's like a small guy. He's in a w- wheelchair. Um, and he's the guy who basically like, he was like, yeah, I was on 4chan, you know, for a long time. And, and then I, you know, they started like really moderating it. And I was like, yeah, fuck this, you know, freedom of speech. So I created a chan. Right. And it was like, I was going to let people do whatever they wanted to do. And you hate Frederick Brennan. Right. Because you're like, mm. this guy doesn't fucking get it. But in any good story, people are complex. And Frederick Brennan is complex because he was a kid, right? He was like 21 or something when he created A-Chan, right? He was like 21, 22. He was super young. Um, and it turns out like he was running it and like he couldn't keep it up because like one, it was growing too fast. And, mm-hmm. and so Q was like putting stuff on 4chan and then he eventually – um, like Frederick Brennan got the help of Ron and Jim Watkins, the, this father and son, um, in Manila, the Philippines. And they were like, Oh, you can host a Chan on our, um, 
our server, right? Um, and they, you know, like they're shady dudes, right? Because like they worked in the porn industry and like they started or they stole 2chan from this original um, Japanese guy. And like there's a whole – there's all these shenanigans around around uh, the chance, right? So mm-hmm. it kind of goes through that. And then the evolution of Q moving from doing Q drops on 4chan to Q doing um, – moving to 8chan and um, and why that happened, right? Because there's like some technical shit behind it and there's also some shady shit behind it. And like one of the guys on one of the message boards is like, hey, man, like that's not the real Q. And they're like, uh, yeah, no, this is – uh." No, this is real Q. No, no, this is him. Uh, no, believe us, please. And they basically like put up this like there's these things called trip codes where you can kind of mm-hmm. track if this person is legit, right? Um, and so Q eventually moves to 8chan. And 8chan starts to get connected with all these like mass shootings. And like they literally – and I hadn't seen this. They literally show footage of the Christchurch shooter. Like he mm-hmm. streamed it live on 8chan. Yeah, it was um I remember around that time uh, a lot of podcasts had talked about that and that's when uh like Ron Watkins especially uh came up a lot because he was sort of the dude behind the site. I yeah, never he's heard a, of the of the other guy, the Frederick uh the Frederick, Frederick Brennan. Guy. Yeah, so Frederick Brennan, yeah, he created HM. Ron Watkins, the son, um Jim Watkins is his dad. Ron Watkins is the admin of uh HM, right? He goes by Code Monkey Z. And so like – so that was like kind of crazy, right? Um, at the same – I mean like they literally showed footage of it being streamed. Like of course they stopped it when it was like the actual murders and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but like showing the reactions of 8chan users like, oh shit, it's it's real. This is awesome. Like it was fucked up, right? And so they show that sort of evolution of that. By the way, they show the evolution of where Q, QAnon and all this shit came from. And shocking news, Brad. People have been saying this for years that this was a bad idea and we should take it seriously. Gamergate, right? Mm-hmm. Like they yep. show the guy who started Gamergate and like he looks exactly what you would think he would look like, like a fucking loser, right? This this guy. Um, and like you just show this sort of weaponized, pathetic, sad guys who are just so mad at the world. Mm-hmm. And they create this, you know, they sort of create these personas and what have you. And then they kind of show how Q just starts ramping up. And so then the documentary kind of hard pivots to focusing on Ron and Jim Watkins. Because it's very obvious if you've read anything about QAnon and you and you follow this or you're watching the documentary and your brain fucking works that these guys are 100% involved in getting – and like either they are Q or they both are Q. Like, it's obvious, right? It, mm-hmm. it, at least it's obvious to me. Um, and then, like, you realize, like, they got called in front of Congress at one point, And, like, there's a number of fucking things that happened. And the documentary actually culminates to they actually came to the U.S. and they were at the fucking Capitol riot. They were there, right? And they were literally fucking cheering it on. Because these two... Especially Jim Watkins, the dad. He's an American, right? He he moved to the Philippines. The age of consent over there is 12 years old. Just saying. Gee, I wonder why an older white guy would move to the Philippines yeah. to start an organic farm? Get the fuck out of here, okay? Like this guy, this guy looks like Limburger cheese smells, okay? Like, like, like if you look at a picture of Ron Watkins, you'd be like, 
Yeah, no, that makes sense, right? Like that analogy works. Um, and so him and his son are both like total creeps. Like his son is like clearly porn addicted. Like it's really weird. Like they're, mm. they, they really have, they're very not neurotypical, both of them. And so it's, I mean, they're both incredibly smart, like just hard intellectually, but socially, like there ain't nothing going on that's normal there. Like it just not. Um, so it kind of culminates into that. And there's literally a moment where they interview Jim Watkins, the dad uh, mm. at the Capitol riot. And he's just looking like, like proudly at this Capitol riot. And they're like, you know, how do you feel about this? He was like, I'm really proud of my son. It's like, yeah, because your son pulled off one of the biggest fucking hoaxes of all time. Right. And he's mm -hmm. like, this will go down in history books. Like he's so fucking proud of what his son was able to come because he's a troll too, right? These guys are both fucking losers. And then the documentary, uh, the documentarian, he actually is on like a Skype call or whatever with Ron Watkins, the son. Mm -hmm. And he all but lets his slip that he was fucking cute because he's not neurotypical. So he can't keep down this, like he's not able to like, lie like a normal sociopath would lie where you just be like, you just keep a straight face. He can't, right? Like he's been working with this guy and documenting all this shit for three years. He's been running around the world, duping millions of people into believing this shit. He wants to take the credit. Like he yeah. can't, you, oh, you well, gotta that, tell and somebody. That, and, that, and that's, you gotta that's tell I somebody. mean, that's kind of the whole, that's kind of the whole problem with, you know, developing something like this is that you don't, you don't just want to let it go unsung. No, you got people got to know human nature, man. Right. Like and and so at one point he says, well, you know, I like and the documentary does a really good job. It like plays back all these things that he says to counter counteract what he's saying in the end. And he's mm -hmm. like, well, you know, I don't I don't ever even post in the, the Q research boards like I, I don't I don't even do that. Like I'm you know, like I you know, I see a couple of things, but like I don't really post there except for as as admin. And then in the end, he says, well, you know. I've been teaching normies how to do intelligence gathering anonymously for years. Like, so, it, you know, it's cool. And then like him and the documentary, like they kind of catch that moment mm -hmm. and they both laugh like, dude, you just gave up the fucking ghost. You, who are you posting as anonymously? And then he goes and he literally stops himself from laughing. He's like, <clears throat> but, but not as cute, but not as cute. <laughs> like, no, dude, it is obvious. That's who you're talking about. And like, like, and I didn't catch this. I was reading someone, uh, someone's comment, and they caught it. And I went back and watched it. After he, after he says that, and he laughs, he literally like looks off from the camera, like from facing the camera, and you can hear him say "fuck," like "fuck," I like I I fucked up, right? Like I I clearly, and that's when he kind of stops laughing to try to clear himself so he can say, "Oh well, you're not as cute." And he's like, and the, and the documentarian's like, "Okay, like it's cool." We got it. Thanks. But he couldn't help himself. He couldn't help yeah. himself. But it's not about that end result. It's about the journey of the document documentary um, or docuseries. It's very good. And like for people who think that the internet and the real world are wildly disconnected, like a lot of older generation people think that, not like QAnon mm -hmm. people, but just people like, oh, like why are you getting upset about stupid things people say? This is why. Because like that trolling shit that started, that turned into Gamergate, that turned into QAnon, turned into the Capitol riots. Like yeah. it's not, it's not nothing. 
like these things well, and, are serious. And and the funny thing is, so like cults historically, previously, usually required a cult of personality type of figure at the head of, of them because you need someone with an immense amount of charisma to be able to kind of hold everybody together and to draw people in and things of that nature. And the thing that's dangerous about the internet uh, is that you don't need that because yep. things can spread so exponentially because of how many people are sharing and, you know, going in and there's not, and it's flying at you so fast and there's not time to really sit down and verify a lot of information yeah. that it's, it's doesn't require what it, you know, what cults used to require. And, and also because, uh, you know, the internet, you don't have to be connected in a physical space. The amount of people that get sucked right. into this kind of stuff is also exponentially bigger. You know, you talk like how many people were in Jonestown? Like it wasn't like hundreds. You know, hundreds. Yeah, it was hundreds. It wasn't millions of people. Right. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, it, I, I, I'm going to watch the documentary at some point. Um, I'm a little afraid to because the more <laughs> that you learn about QAnon, like it just really puts a sick feeling into your stomach as being someone who's not like a fucking insane person. Well, when you watch it, you 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 question like how could anyone in their right mind believe this shit? How? Well, I mean that's that's it's crazy how I feel about most cults anyway. Yeah. But th- but then again, society is driven by cult mentality throughout history. Like it's not like, you know, uh, don't do it, Brad. But you but you know what I'm thinking. Uh, yes, of course. Of you know course. what I'm thinking. Um so yeah, so like it's it's it, while I would think, yeah, how can anyone in their right mind believe <laughs> this Q bullshit? How anyone in their right mind can believe a lot of bullshit that a lot of people <laughs> I mean that's out there. So yeah. It's a to quote to quote Bill Burr. Uh, you're just believing in a, a bearded baby moon walking across a lake. Like, <laughs> I mean, like shit doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Um, so yeah, I look, I highly recommend it. I mean, obviously if you're listening to this, you're, you know, you're into politics anyway. Um, you should, you should, you should watch it. Like, and you should watch it for the, for the cameos. Mm-hmm. Like there's a couple of you like, Oh shit. I remember that guy. Oh shit. Oh, that guy was at the Capitol riots. I remember him like showing up at other things like beforehand. So that's like super fascinating. Um, and then just the people like the shit that they tried to pull to get people off their scent is interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's just interesting. And Frederick Brennan's story is fascinating, right? Cause he's, he is the single force keeping, cause now it's not called a Chan anymore. It's called eight Kuhn. He's a single force trying to keep it off the internet, basically. Yeah. Well, and and that's what I said. Like, like from he's what little I had heard about him previously, like he's very regretful about his role in yes. what's happened. So yeah, he was a kid. He was a kid. He wasn't. I mean, you kind of almost understand it. He's here. He's a kid with a debilitating diagnosis, um, who is made fun of constantly and you know, just brutalized by, you know, assholes in society. So his thing is fuck the world. Mm-hmm. I get it. But, um, but again, everybody's like, he is, he is complex because you do think like, Jesus fucking Christ, dude, what the hell's wrong with you? And then you see his story and you go, I get it. And I'm glad you're like, he doesn't just go, well, I regret that. He's like, no, not only do I regret it, 
I'm going to burn this shit to the ground. And you're like, I can respect that, right? You can make a mistake and you can be mad at him for making that mistake. But that dude is not sitting on his laurels just going, well, that mistake happened. Like, he's like, no, this is my entire life is to knock these guys off the fucking block. Like, that's that's his whole thing. Um, and he's pretty successful at it. So, um, yeah, cue into the storm. Uh, cue into the storm. It's damn good. The second I heard HBO was doing it, I was like, I'm all in. I'm all in. Like, they're so good at documentaries, man. Like, they really are. Especially any cult shit. Like, that's just – that is like HBO's wheelhouse. Um, so, yeah, highly recommend. So, definitely go out and watch it. All right, Brad. Um, you go ahead and, and tell me why corporations aren't people, my friend. Well, so it, it's it's funny because what we're seeing now we, – we saw this a little bit during the early years of Trump's presidency when Republicans were – you know, burning Nikes and throwing Keurigs off of balconies and, and things of that nature <laughs> um, <laughs> as, as as those companies supported causes they didn't like. Uh, we're now seeing that kicked up into super high gear because a lot of corporations are not being hesitant about speaking out against Republican bullshit uh, in general. So we, we saw it in the wake of the uh, restrictive voter laws that Georgia just passed, mm-hmm. uh, Delta. Coca-Cola, uh, both companies based in Georgia, by the way, uh, employ mm. quite a few Georgians, uh, both spoke out against the law. Uh, and then Major League Baseball came in last week and decided to move the All-Star game, uh, which was originally scheduled to be played in Atlanta this season, uh, to Denver. And Oops. it's because, the, or the, I should say the reason that they cited was because of the voter ID laws that Georgia passed and that it doesn't demonstrate uh, the values that MLBs that MLB believes in. Uh, that's, of course, bullshit. What they saw is a lot of protests and things of that nature. They in don't their want future. that smoke. And no. they don't want and exactly correct. They do not want that smoke. Um, and it's it's great because Republicans are having and, and when I say Republicans, I mean, like, especially like elected Republicans are having a mini freakout uh, because they're slowly coming to the realization that corporations value left dollars much more than right dollars at this point. I mean, here's the thing. There are more of us than there are you. Not, right? not, not only that, but there are more of us in key specific demographics. Yeah. If you're major league baseball, you don't grow your sport by appealing to people that are 55 and older you you grow it by appealing to people that are in their 20s and by and large the vast majority of folks that are in their 20s do not vote republican yeah no and and you know so you're right there's you know there's a sort of long ball aspect of it right which is just smart business Mm -hmm. um but there's also the idea of why are we in the business of like promoting bigotry you know what i mean like just from a like a historical aspect do you really want to be like oh yeah it's fine like don't worry about it like you've got players who are affected by this you have players whose families are affected by this or their their communities are affected by this does major league baseball really want to have another like they don't want a a colin kaepernick situation they want to make sure that their players are like y'all cool (laughs) good of all fucking sports major league baseball does not want like like and and that's the funny thing about it is that think of how Think of how on the side of conservatism you have to be for Major League Baseball 
the most conservative sports league on the planet Earth. Right. To be like, this is too conservative for us. Yeah. That's like, like, like it's one thing if like the NBA is like, you know, fuck y'all. Cause NBA is progressive as shit. Like, like even even though it's, yeah, even, even though they're owned by, you know, mostly white billionaires, most of the players are black and they have a lot of power with, right. And they have a lot of power. Um, baseball is not that baseball is like the no fun league. Like baseball is getting mad about people flipping bats when they hit home runs and stuff like that. Right. It's also incredibly white. It's also incredibly white. It it well, it's of the major sports. Um, it is the second most white. Yes, for what, sure. hockey. Hockey is definitely I more mean, white than baseball is. So, I mean, they, um, Brad, they play on white ice for God's sake. That's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, if if you're like, if if you're getting Major League Baseball to speak out against you, like that, like, think how fucked up. Yeah, you, you fucked. Like, up. like, like this. This is the organization that can't get a designated hitter to be something that happens league wide because people are too are hanging on to sh- to shit from, you know, 50 years ago that they just can't fucking let go. We we like to have the pitchers hit. <laughs> it's, it's, you're tarnishing the game by, by putting it a DH. <laughs> like come like on, get dude. the fuck out of here. And Andy's going to come on next week and yell at me by the way because since Andy is a National League baseball fan, like he of course loves pitchers hitting. And I grew up with the DH all my life. So fuck fuck pitchers hitting. No, pitchers shouldn't hit. Get out of here. They <laughs> might they might break their precious hand. Um but, but yeah, so it, and and it's, and like I said, Republicans are act are lashing out, but it's because they're scared. Yeah, no, they should because they're afraid. I mean, and like wasn't well, wasn't <laughs> McConnell talk about McConnell's point of view? Because I thought you had I thought you had a perfect analogy from like the NBA thing. Yeah, well, it's and it's it's funny because and that ties in the next story I have here where it says uh, Republicans is, are looking for the guy who did this. Meanwhile, they're wearing like the hot dog suit. Right. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> So Mitch McConnell on Wednesday or on Tuesday uh, basically came up, you know, gave a little speech or a little saying where he told sports to stay out of politics. <laughs> or, sorry, not sports, but businesses what? to stay out of politics. Yeah, that's a that's a bold move, Mitch. It's a yeah. bold move. Well, it's 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 why it's why he decided to walk that back today because he realized that that did not come off too well, especially because the people that are opening the door for corporations to come into politics, look, are those guys? But here's the thing, Brad. Are those guys call his bluff? I'd be like, right. you're right. Why don't we remove all of their influence? Yeah, me and you, Mitch, a, that's together. The thing. That's the thing. Like, like, like the Georgia, the Georgia. You know, House is passing a resolution to roll back tax cuts that they give to Delta. It okay. got killed in the Georgia Senate. Of course but, it did. But 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 at the same time, I'm just they're just like, yeah, we're gonna get take these cat tax cuts for, away from Delta because this is bullshit. They have they're speaking out against us. And I'm sitting here like, don't threaten me with a good time. Yeah, like, dude. What the like, fuck are you doing? <laughs> we should get money out of politics. We should. That's a good yeah, idea, Mitch McConnell. Right. You are a fucking it. genius. Look, let yeah. him head it. What are that? That's but that's. I'd be like, bring it up for a vote. Dare like I dare you to bring it up. Ooh, what's gonna happen? I'd be like, we're gonna vote for it. <laughs> Surprise! But, but that, <laughs> fuck him. But that's the thing, though. That was his argument. Wasn't get money out of politics. Right. His argument was give us the money. Just shut the fuck up yeah. while you're doing it. Yeah, I believe you wrote on Facebook. You were like, <laughs> shut up and donate. <laughs> shut up and donate. <laughs> like, like I mean, it, it really is absolute. That's definitely the title. Um, like, <laughs> but like. 
that's just to me that is quintessential the Republican Party and quintessential um, Mitch McConnell hypocrisy, right? Like this this very idea that corporations shouldn't have undue influence if it's against us, like right? They can have undue influence. On everything else, they can they can donate as much money to us. They can they can stand by while we do horrible things and hurt people and never say anything. And by the way, they're also people, right? It's it, yeah. it, it, it's political free speech, but they're not allowed to make any changes as long as they're not against Republicans. He, here's what here's crime. what he really wanted to say. And he can't because this gives the game away like, – like gives the game away even more than what he said on Tuesday did. But what he really wants to say and what all the Republicans want to say is don't bite the hand that feeds you essentially. Yeah. Like that, 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 that's basically what they're, what they're coming across. But again, here's the thing. Republicans threatening to roll back tax breaks on corporations is the emptiest, most idle threat that I've right. ever heard in my right. entire What else are you going to do? Dude, right. those, the, that's your whole policy strategy. Right, and these companies know that because they're not going to do it. Like, they're just not going to fucking do it because there's enough companies out there. No. You're not going to specifically target corporations that make you mad because then you look petty as shit. And they know that you're not going to roll and, it back anyway. And, and you can't do that. Right. Right, you can't just be like, and the airline company. No, you, know, you can't do that. Like, that's going to piss people off. But... They don't have – they have two policies, corporation tax cuts, rich people tax cuts. That's it. Oh, and like no, they, they, fuck trans or gay people basically, right? Yeah, and what, white, white grievance is the third policy and that's a huge umbrella that encompasses all the other yeah, – I was going to say that that's more of an overarching yeah. motto if you will. <laughs> um, but they don't really have anything else. So this right. idea of like we're going to take back tax cuts from from these wealthy companies. Okay, I don't believe you. Like, right. I think you're lying. And it, like you said, it's a totally empty threat. If I'm Delta, I'm like, suck my dick. You're not going to do shit. And if you do, we're going to make your lives a living hell. I'm going to yeah. give all of the money to Democrats to fuck you up in the midterms. That's what I would do. Fuck you. Like, whatever. Like, frankly, I'd do it anyway. Like, like, do it anyway, dude. They still passed this fucking bullshit law in Georgia. Like, it got passed. It's not like it got brought up. You threaten to do, you know, you threaten to like, you know, leave or move your hub or something like that. And they were like, all right, all right, all right. Like, like it already got passed. So at this point, we're in fuck you territory. We're not in threatened territory. We're in fuck you territory. So for me, if I'm Delta or Coke and all this other stuff, I'm in fuck you territory. So I'm going full in. This shit is the the die has already been cast. We told you mm-hmm. not to do it. You decided to do it. Cool. Let's rock and roll. Yeah, right. they got look. You got to learn a lesson. Frankly, I mean, Coca Cola's not moving, but Delta could move a hub. They could. They I mean, Coca Cola could move if they really wanted to. They like, could. I, I mean, that's a that's a big operation to move. I have you ever yeah. been to go to like? I have actually. Yeah, yeah. like I I, I had a friend. Country. Who used to work for Coca Cola? Um, Micah obviously knows this person because they were his neighbor. Um, yeah, she used to work for Coca Cola. That's a big fucking complex in Georgia. It's it crazy. is. It's 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 fucking huge. Um, but that's but I, I don't think they would either because Georgia again is tends to be. I'm Georgia's a purple state right now for all intents and purposes. Right, and so, and you would also by moving those companies out of there, you're hurting just Georgia citizens, right? Like. 
Coca Cola would lose how many employees? Oh, right? not not only that, but you're also you would be hurting the very voters that you're trying to protect because the Coca Cola right. factory is literally like in the middle of fucking Atlanta. Like, right. It's, it's, right. Not, it's not exactly. like it's it's not like it's in some fucking backwoods county in Georgia. Like it's in the city center. Right. Center. Like you're you're hurting a lot of people who were like, yeah, we support you. Please don't fuck us over by leaving. Right. Um. But you could move it. You could like if you're Delta. Look, you really want to fuck them up. Hey, Southwest, move your hub. <laughs> Isn't there a hub in fucking Georgia? I'm pretty... I thought they were in Texas. Oh, maybe it is Texas. Because I, yeah. I think I, I think people called them out for not uh, saying something about the Texas uh, Texas is bullshit. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's just really fucking silly uh, that they would even you know purport to do such a thing, and they're just mad. They're just mad because they realize again that you know. If problems like, oh, we're gonna boycott Coca Cola, Coca Cola, whatever. Like you're gonna call, like for fuck's sake, like Trump was out there being like boycott Coca Cola, and then the, that that very right. day, <laughs> the exact that. day, like the picture of Steve Miller tweets has like the Diet Coke bottle hiding behind the fucking like desk lamp. Just whatever. move it off the desk. Just move it yeah. off the desk. <laughs> These guys are idiots. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're we're not gonna buy that anymore. You're drinking it every day, dude. Like right. you couldn't even stop. Your 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 bullshit for nine seconds to take a picture. Of course not. He's a hypocrite. I mean, we had four years of his hypo- hi- hypocritic bullshit. But yeah, of course. Like I'm not surprised when I saw that. I was like, that's par for the course. Of course, yes, yeah, naturally. naturally. It's because it, it, it's all performative. All of it. But yeah. yeah. Um. But I mean, I'm happy that corporations are speaking out against shit like this, even though it's for the most you know, malevolent reasons possible. It's not, it's not a genuine actual desire to see these things. It's just because they, they, they want to be on the right side of history That's it. at the end of the day. And they want to make sure that people that do believe in these things still buy their products because yeah. unlike conservatives who don't have a fucking spine when it comes to this shit, uh, liberals, especially younger, young liberals. Oh, they'll boycott a fucking soda. Don't you fucking worry. About oh, it. me? No yeah. problem. No problem. I don't drink soda, but, yeah. um, but if I did, yeah, no problem. Easy. I mean, Kevin Sorbo is still mad that, you know, liberals are boycotting Chick-fil-A. We don't fuck around, you know. If we say we're done with that, we're done with it. We're done with it. Like, yep. there are some liberals who eat Chick-fil-A, sure. But, like, for the most part, nah, you know, people are done with that shit. Like, a chicken sandwich is not that amazing. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Conservatives can't keep that shit down. <laughs> they can't. They can't. If you told well, people, oh, well, we're, well, we're going to boycott like, Walmart. No, you're not. Well, and, and the cycle the cycle substantiates itself because let's say Coca Cola comes out and is like, and you know is like ah oh, like we support what Georgia's trying to do this that or the other thing. Think the NBA is going to be too happy about that? You think the NBA, who's one of their fucking flag flagship sponsors, is Sprite is going to be like, hey, <laughs> this is the stance you should be taking? Don't yeah. think so. Nah, not buying it, dude. So, so that, like I said, they're 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 protecting their dollars. I respect it, and uh, Republicans are. Getting a little nervous. Good. Getting a little nervous about it. I think it's hilarious. Like, I really, I, I just have no, I have no, um, I, I just don't give a shit about them. Like, I, like th- this, this whole thing is bullshit. Like, the whole thing is utter bullshit. And it, and again, it's just, it's just this notion of, you know. Corporations need to know their place. No, you've given them unlimited fucking power for yeah. decades. You you did this. You did you it. You did this to yourselves. Yeah. 
But you, you have provided the opportunity for corporations to have this platform. You're just mad that they're using it against you now. Yeah, that's it. And like I, that part I just do not understand. But again, I, that's the problem with focusing entirely on the here and now and not thinking about the future. One of the other things I said on Twitter about this is that any right thinking, and I don't mean like right conservative, like correct thinking political party in their right mind, if their constituents, and for all intents and purposes, corporations are the Republican constituency at the end of the day. Right. If your constituents by and large are moving on a specific issue, you as a political party typically want to move with them because right. you want to ensure that you are continuing to grow your base and keep your party relevant. Right. And Republicans have just decided, especially for the past five years, to just fucking plant their flag directly in the ground and just stand, you know, stand planted while the rest of the fucking country moves away from them. Which is stupid. It's the dumbest thing ever because again, the majority of your voting base, like your like your core block, is old and are dying. Damn. And are and are and are also becoming by the year less of a factor just in terms of the population stats. Like you're like you are the plurality, but it's shrinking. You're not the majority right. anymore. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. I don't, I don't so. get it. So in other news, uh, economy's coming back. Ooh, so we got that going for us. So the uh, the job growth uh, that was projected. <laughs> this number is fucking bonkers, dude. Yeah, by by the Dow was about uh, 675,000. That, that, that's what they estimated. Uh, they came in with 916,000 new jobs added and unemployment down to 6%. I ask a question again, Brad. Is he doing well? Uh, did he add ten trillion jobs, Jay? That's true. That's true. <laughs> I was hoping for ten trillion. <laughs> ten trillion jobs. Why not ten trillion? Um, I, I did see. Um, I, I, I did see that uh, that one woman from uh, Bernie Sanders' campaign was like, uh, Joe Manchin is asking for four trillion dollars for infrastructure, and Biden only wants two trillion. And everyone's like, "Yeah, they nailed Biden from the left. Joe Manchin beat him from the left." I'm like, "Did y'all read the details of that story?" Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think you did. I don't think you did. <laughs> like Joe Manchin doesn't want to raise corporate taxes or anything like that. Meanwhile, Joe Biden is pushing for a worldwide corporate tax. Using Janet Yellen to go around the world so that corporations have nowhere to go and they have to pay taxes. That how is that not considered amazing progressivism? Like it is. I'm not saying Joe Biden is an amazing progressive, but that is some seriously high level progressivism. No credit. Uh, Zero did credit. Bernie, did Bernie Sanders come up with the plan, Jay? He didn't. It's not progressive then. You got it. I mean, she said that Bernie Sanders did want, and I, you know, I, I swear to God, I'm not making this number up. I swear to God, we keep making fun of the ten trillion dollar number. I'm not making this number up. She said that Bernie Sanders wanted sixteen trillion dollars for infrastructure. No, he didn't. That's no, he said. did not. I, I don't believe you. Yeah, I'm gonna Google it. <laughs> Bernie Sanders, sixteen trillion dollars. No, she, she may have said that Bernie Sanders wanted sixteen trillion dollars. I don't believe that Bernie Sanders said that he wanted over 16 like ten years. Dollars. 
No, uh, look. that sound that sounds more more reasonable. Um, but still an insane number. It, it's it's not something he ever said out loud. I can tell you that. Much. Bernie Sanders Green New Deal, a sixteen trillion dollar climate not plan. The same thing. As That's, what he, plan. That's what he said. That's what he said. That's what he said. Sixteen trillion. Look, it doesn't, Brad. It doesn't matter if that's not what he said. The point is, what did Biden say that we can use out of context to attack him so that we can get our podcast revenue up because it's hard to live off of $30,000 a month? That's fair. All right. There you go. Thank you. That's all. Tune, Brad, tune, I'm, just, tune, Brad tune. I'm just trying to drop drop logic, dude. Tune in, tune in next episode to the Look Forward Trap House. So. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, this is pretty cool. Uh, now they they did point out that jobs, you know, this is the highest growth since last August when jobs, you know, increased by more than a million. Um, of course, that was after we had lost how many million jobs? Sixteen trillion jobs. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, pretty cool. Like I said, amazing what happens. You put Democrats in charge, and all of a sudden the economy starts doing better. It's crazy, it's crazy how that works. All how about the time. that? But yeah, almost a million jobs is awesome. That's dope, yeah. man. And and again, it's it's just like I watched Joe Biden's press conference on that, and someone asked him like, "Ah, do you feel good? You know, take some credit for this." And he's like, "Ah, he's like, I'm not taking credit for this. He's like, I'm giving the American people credit for this." Smart move, man. Yeah, it's not like like it's just weird having someone with humility again. Like he refuses to fall into their traps. I love yeah. it. Like. One thing I will say about Biden, and I mean, it's still really early in his administration. Boy, have they figured out how to keep him in line as far as gaffes. Like, I did not think they would be able to, dude. But he's like pretty straight and narrow. I mean, Sean Hannity makes a really good point. He's only done one public appearance a day. How is he even president? I know. <laughs> Sean Hannity is bored, how, yo. Sean how, Hannity how is bored. He, how doesn't he have a camera just following him around cons- constantly, all day long? I was like, what is he's like? Is he's let his press secretary go out and talk to reporters? What a, what what a cuck! This? What a cuck! <laughs> By the way, uh, was it uh, uh, Jen Pizaki or whatever her name is? Yeah, dude, just 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 Duncan, just. Dunking on Republicans every day. I just, I just wonder ne- next time fucking Peter Ducey lines up to ask a question. I just feel like she's like, oh, you're ready for your daily uh, face kicking. <laughs> yeah, like, no, no, no. You fucking idiot. Like, no, no. Lower. Get lower. I, I, I don't want to have to lift my leg that that high to kick you in the face today. Like, what was this question? Oh, uh, does the president have a problem with the fact that the MLB is moving to, uh, was it Colorado? Um, yeah. That has the same election uh, laws as um, as Georgia. And she was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on there, uh, chief. And she just broke down like, none of what you said was true. That's not true. <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here. Um, well, that, that, that was an argument that a conservative uh, – some conservative made on Twitter is like, oh, but like Denver has the same laws. I'm like, no, they really, they really don't. They really don't at all. Like it's not like like people in Georgia in in other states like literally have to go around for like notaries. Meanwhile, Denver. Like, tell me the last time you saw long voter lines in Colorado. Right, right. Non-existent. Why? Because everyone's mailing their shit in. Because it's easy. Yeah. Because they just give you the ballot. So yeah. So moving on from there. Um. In other news, uh, there was another attack uh, at the Capitol building. Uh, fortunately, this was a. One person attack and not like a coordinated, crazy right wing militia effort. Um, but yeah, a, a person, uh, rammed his vehicle, uh, into, 
uh, barricade that was at the Capitol. It resulted in one Capitol police officer being injured, one being killed. Um, the suspect was killed on scene. Uh, he had a knife in his hand. Uh, so they, they took him down. Uh, it's just, like I said, it's really unfortunate. Um, I am, uh, so like I said, obviously our knee jerk reaction was, it was some other, it was, you know, like another right wing, you know, insane person right? that was doing this. Uh, that turned out not necessarily to be the case. Um, black dude actually. Yeah. And I'm actually really relieved in some sense because like once it came out that this dude was like, you know, like a Farrakhan follower and stuff like that, that that isn't what the narrative immediately pivoted to. Like Republicans didn't pull down that, you know, otherwise low hanging fruit for them. (laughs) It's the blacks. Right. I knew it. All right. Relax. Um, but yeah, but I get, but to progress, I guess. Yeah. Progress. Well, but, but to your point, you know, all these Republicans who during the January 6th, um, stuff were, you know, basically shitting on Capitol Police, you know, tweeting out, you know, oh, like our thoughts are with and this side or the other thing. Mm-hmm. The same people that were, you know, fight, you know, pushing against efforts for more security and, and you know, right. things like that at the Capitol building. And it just I goes mean, to show you that this stuff can happen from any angle all the time. Right. I you mean, know. the I mean, that's exactly correct. I mean, the idea that Mitch McConnell has been blasting Democrats of like, we don't need any of this security. This is ridiculous. And like literally days before, or maybe a month before, mm-hmm. um, uh, what's her name? Megan, uh, Megan McCain was on the view saying how ridiculous it is that all the security is there. And like, like there's a bunch of people just like, uh, taking this story and then like tagging her in it and be like, this you? Like, you sure? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's not so simplistic. We have a we have a situation, and you know, not to not to bring it back to the previous story too hard, but we now have a situation of a number of people in this country that are radicalized, and you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be all in one direction, mm-hmm. but people are just being radicalized towards extremism, and their thought process of, yeah, why don't we just kill politicians seems to be the new thing. Yeah, and, like, like that, and, maybe and, and, we have to. You know, we live in a new world. We have to prepare in a different way. We can't just live like none of this happened. Well, that's and that's a le- and that's a lesson like that left wing extremists can learn from the right wing extremists, even if they don't agree with what they were protesting about. Well, protesting, you know, is being not the correct <laughs> use of the term. Yeah. Even if they disagree with the reason for the for that attack, right? It just showed them that it's possible, essentially. So if you find a group of folks that are right that have their druthers enough about a particular issue that they want to target politicians and target you know congress people you are you gave them the blueprint right exactly and yeah and so yeah you're right you don't and that doesn't mean that you're going to see a left-wing version of the capitol riot um you won't like i can stand pretty firmly in that and say you won't because people on the left know if a bunch of brown people decide to go up against the Capitol, it's not going to work the same. Yeah, you're not it, you're not having police officers being like, "Well, we couldn't, we just couldn't control the riot." I don't, I don't, I don't just know come on in, you. guys. You want to sit at Nancy uh, Pelosi's desk? It's fine. Yeah, it was no. just it was just tough. Like we did, we couldn't control them. So no, like the, like like you said, they, they're getting tear gas. They're getting they're getting know, gunned down. Dude. Yeah, they're like, getting bullets spread out in that crowd. I mean, especially now, they'd be like, "Oh." We're not going to let this happen again. So they would be even more extreme. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, let alone if this was the first time. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't see that ever happening. Uh, also, just ideologically, mm-hmm. 
the left is way more fractured than the far right is, right? Like, like you can, I was doing some late night reading on some more like wackadoodle conspiracy theories. I was, I was reading an, um, I was reading a a Reddit AMA with um, the guy from the daily beast who really follows QAnon and he's Mm -hmm. in that documentary. And he was just mentioning some other things. He's like, well, I think a lot of this is also a holdover of this other thing. And I'm like, I've never even heard of that. And then I looked it up. I was like, ooh, that's crazy. Like, yeah. this is super crazy. <laughs> um, with stuff like Nisera and Gisera stuff. It's it's wacky. I read on it. Like, it's – yeah, I think you would find it fascinating. Um, I, I would find it fascinating. But again, like I said earlier, also terrifying at the same time. So. Yeah, this one somehow is dumber than QAnon and people. Oh, okay. Like so, like the, – okay. the, the, the dumb ones are always fun. Right. But, like, it's – the reason why I bring that up is because even those things have been pulled together all under QAnon, right? Like, so mm-hmm. like the right in a weird way, even it's extremism and even in it's like regular politics can all get moved under one umbrella by like forces, right? Like very easily they just go, Oh, we're all together on this. Like, like they just can easily ignore their differences and then just kind of come together and be like, why don't we just storm the Capitol? Right? Like not everyone, that was storming the Capitol was there for the exact same reasons, right? right? Like, so they're, they're able to be moved in a horde much easier than the left. Like you can't, you can't get like extreme animal liberation front people to necessarily side with other extreme leftists. Like, because they are just too fractured. Like it's, yeah. it's just the nature of how they, they view themselves. So, yeah, I mean, this guy doing what he did. Um, I mean, I'm glad he's dead. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to pretend like I, I'm not good. You tried to like, you're, you're trying to kill politicians, dude. And you killed a cop like for no fucking reason, mm-hmm. right? This wasn't, Oh, this innocent guy, you know, and the cops did something terrible. To, no, like this is what, these are the moments where lethal force is actually necessary. Yeah, like, like, like you were like, he literally killed one cop and had a weapon in his hand. I mean, it was a knife. It wasn't a gun, but you know, still like, Come on, man. Like, I like, I'm not, there's, I've seen, and this is how you know, like, black people and people on the left are much more consistent in messaging, mm-hmm. like, or in their thought process versus just defending things because, right? I've seen nobody on the left anywhere go, well, I thought it was a little extreme that they killed it. And they're like, no, that makes sense. Like, no, the, come on, the, man. the extreme thing is the cop that walks up to the white guy with like an AK-47 drawn and with like his hand out. Like, you know, oh, just chill out, man. Chill out. Like, this yeah, is, that's, like, that's that, extreme. That's, that's the extreme thing. <laughs> right. But people on the left don't defend shit like this. They're like, that guy died. That makes sense. <laughs> it's just like, okay, whatever. That's that's your fault, dude. This yeah. <laughs> is 100% your fault. So, yeah, I, I don't think we should be running to remove security from the Capitol. I don't. I don't. Um, look, we live in a different world. And I know it, it feels like – it feels very pie in the sky to say, well, you know – maybe we should just take all those things down and just be tough and, and deal with it. But you know, like there's like mental toughness and then there's like, we could be attacked toughness. Like yeah, that's like, stupid. Like, like again, like there's silly. people, I, I I think it was also, I don't know if it was Megan McCain or somebody else, but like people like asking to like, Oh, like I, why do they still have this fencing like up around the Capitol building? I'm just like, cause a fucking major attack happened literally three months ago. Like three months is not a long time. It, it really isn't. And yeah. I, I feel like people forget, like it was January yeah. of this year. <laughs> yeah, it was 2021. <laughs> like they, they, everyone was just fooled because we all felt like it was like a 2020 
hangover, basically. So everyone just assumes that's that exactly like you know what you, you know the way you know that's exactly right. Like, oh, that was the Trump administration. Twenty twenty one started on on January twenty, <laughs> right? Like, like, nah, dude. Like at that point, you know, obviously it wasn't, um, you know, like. It hadn't, quote, unquote, been certified, which was the point. But, like, that's the Biden administration, right? Yeah. Like, for all intents and purposes, like, that's the Biden administration. You can't just go, ah, it was a Trump time. It's all over. No. <laughs> this is this is very much a Biden uh, administration issue that they have to deal with. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think people just, like, chalk it up to 2020. And so they're just yeah. like, we're behind that, baby. <laughs> yeah, the, the, like, so the, fir- the first three weeks of this year were just completely, like, tacked on to last year. Right. They're just like, nah, fuck it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like, it is weird. And that's kind of a hilarious yet sad sort of situation. But yeah. that is literally how people think or don't think about things. That's <laughs> ah, fine. Once you cross the cali- once you cross the Rubicon that is January 1st, that's that other guy's problem. <laughs> like, look, t- look t- time is an illusion anyway, Jay. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah, we've been in the so- house way too long. <laughs> way too long. Way too long. All right. So let's talk about. This might be one of my – well, no, it's not my favorite story. <laughs> we'll get to him. Uh, yeah. But my, I think my favorite – one of my favorite stories is this Trump campaign um, story, which is the former president – God, I love saying that. Um, well, I don't like calling him a president at all actually. But uh, that asshole um, decided that they were going to send out these – you know. Campaign donation letters, right? Which mm-hmm. is fine. That's a normal thing. Like, there's nothing unreasonable about that. But when it's Donald Trump and his team, there's always there's always something. There's always something. So they're like, hey, you know, send us money. We're we're gonna stop the steal, even though it's over. We're gonna, we're gonna fight them, and you know, we're gonna keep going. And for 2024, which I'm definitely not well, gonna no, no, be no, alive this, for. This was this was for last March. So this was for the 2020 campaign specifically. That this. Oh, this is curtain. Oh, yes. okay. This is like we have to stop the Democrats and socialist Joe Biden from taking <laughs> over the country <laughs> by winning an election. Um, so, so they come out with this. People sign up for it, right? They're Republicans, mm-hmm. whatever. Like nothing wrong with that. But what they did was these motherfuckers put in the like the EULA, basically. Like this is a recurring payment, and they were just just taking these people's money every month. Um. And didn't really tell them, mm-hmm. which is hilarious. Now, I'm of well, two minds. Well, well so the, there's there's a, there's an addendum to this. So that so when they sent this out in March, which again they had a, it was basically a pre-checked box uh, that so you had to manually opt out to not make your donation recurring. Which typically, right, you the, do the opposite. opposite is true. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah but when you got a grift, baby, donation. right. So that so this works so well. They sent another email. And the and and the RNC was piggybacked on this one in June, that in that they in house, according to the reporting for the story, called it the money bomb, which basically <laughs> doubled a donor's intended donation. So like they're like ah like are you sure you don't want to double this? So like yes I do. Let's pre-check that box and oh go dude right on, that's go not right okay. Go look, right on ahead. Look, I am I'm of two minds. Part of like my first part of my mind is <laughs> good. I'm glad you got grifted. The second part is 
Oh, they, they grifted a lot of senior citizens, man. It like was mostly, that Well, it was mostly seniors because, of course, like the right. people that aren't going to be savvy that don't understand that you got to read, you know, when there's a checkbox, you got to read that shit with some, uh, with some scrutiny are going to be seniors. Like they're just scrolling down to the bottom of the page, like, ah, oh, whatever. Yeah. T- Trump, take my money. This, that, the other thing. So, like, they talk about some, uh, a Trump supporter who passed away of cancer a couple months ago. Um, but he was in hospice and, this dude donated like five hundred dollars to the campaign, mm-hmm. and then within a month time, uh, it that multiplied by six. Like like he spent like three grand uh, on the Trump campaign, and then there's another guy, a seventy eight year old in California, who donated nine hundred dollars to the campaign. Which first of all, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> but then ended up paying. Eight thousand dollars to the to the Trump campaign because of the because of the recurring donations. So this led to oh my god uh, the Trump campaign having to issue over one hundred twenty two million dollars in refunds to donors in twenty twenty. Wow, wow, yeah. I'm surprised they did the de- refunds. Well, I I'm mean, su- they would have been fucking sued probably if they hadn't been. Again, I'm standing by what I just said. I'm surprised. I'm. I imagine. I'd imagine that they would just be like. This is, it says it. So you ain't that's your fault. We're gonna we'll drag it out in court. Like I feel like they would do that. I'm I am I am shocked to know that they actually just paid the money back. Well that's that's how you know that he's not running the, that operation. Yeah, I that's uh, that's a very good point, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> clearly some people with some level of ethics were like, right, it was like, <laughs> like yeah, I mean, if we can get it, that's cool, but like nah. I mean, it's not like they probably didn't still recoup a ton of money anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Where people who just didn't notice, right? You know, older folks who do have money were just like, ah, whatever, what, you know, what's $3,000? It don't really bother me. Or the people go, oh, well, you know, I guess I got to pull myself up by my bootstraps. I'm the, yeah. I'm the sucker that, you know, you know, that was my mistake instead of like, I was clearly being duped, right? Well, so, and, and the funny part is like these, these, these idiots still probably voted for this dude, regardless. Oh, 100%. 100%. Regardless of this. Um, and here's the other thing too. Like they did. By the way, did you see the other wrinkle to this story? Well, I did, but we'll get to that in a second. That's, that's <laughs> a thing. Um, but I love it. Trump also had money coming in even after the election because of his whole you know fundraising to you know stop the steal and this side of the other right. shit. So I would right. imagine that a lot of that you know a lot of those refunds were covered out of that out of that kitty uh, <sighs> as well. No, the other wrinkle to the story is fucking hilarious, to me. Yeah, and, th- and, and dude. This part is it. amazing. <laughs> Go ahead. You go for it. Yeah. So apparently, so I don't, I don't have the timeline on when this happened. Um, but the NRCC, uh, was sending out emails to donors as well, looking for more money. Like I guess they're getting ready for, for the next election. And there's literally like a checkbox in here. That's that that that, and I'm I'm gonna paraphrase, but it basically says. Oh, I can read it. Oh, please do. It's yeah, fantastic. I can read it. It's it's it's, it's right here. Um, <laughs> quote is an automatic checkbox, so you got to uncheck it. You know, um, we need to know we haven't lost you to the radical left. If you uncheck this box, uncheck is in capital letters. If you uncheck this box, we will have to tell Trump that you are a defector in all capital letters and sided with the Dems. Check this box and we can win back the house and get Trump to run in 2024. Yeah, dude. They And then they have another one. Uh, we need your help to draft Trump for president. 
Check this box if you want Trump to run again. Uncheck this box if you do not stand with Trump. Like I said, scaring the shit out of old people is a Republican tactic as old as time. I mean, yeah, dude, it really is. Like, we're we're really, we're really out here calling people defectors, and they're going to create a defect. I want to believe Trump gets a weekly, actually does get a weekly list of defectors. Like, look. Like, I would almost sign up to give $5 to then unsign up to get, to get on that list. On his enemies list. Just to get on that enemies <laughs> list. Hell yeah, yeah. I'd be like, come talk to me. <laughs> Call me, please. Holy shit, it'd be worth it. That's amazing. A defector Mr. Mr. List? Trump, sir, Ida Smith of Boise, Idaho, is a defector <laughs> against your campaign. She's been corrupted by the radical left, most likely by Antifa. <laughs> Yo, that is... They are so insane. How does anyone support these guys? How do, how does anyone read that and go, yeah, no, that seems reasonable. That they're going to report to the former president that I'm a defector I because mean, I, I can't because I'm not willing to eat tuna fish all day. Instead, give this this my my hard earned retirement money to this prick who's in a all in all seriousness. This is the this is the end result of you know twenty plus odd years of Fox News poisoning the brains. Mm-hmm. Of L people to make to make people think like I I called it back around like election time, um, a political jihad by Fox News and the Republicans. But that's essentially what it is. Like these people yeah. do believe that they're locked in some moral imperative conflict for the and and the soul of the nation hangs in the balance. And if we don't fight these socialist Democrats who are going to who are radicalizing everything, like like the country will will crumble in a row. I'm just like what. What the huh? fuck is wrong with you? Like, look out your door. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> the radical leftists are, they're at the gates. Like, they're, they're not. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, you know what you they're just, trying to do? Hey, hey, uh, you, you've been digging in holes to get coal and, and, and dying generation, generationally. Uh, maybe you just build solar panels. The yeah, radical we left. To, we just want to give you health care and pay people a higher minimum wage. Like it's they're not, like, it's not the that radical serious. left. Like it, it would be one. We, don't, we, thing we if, don't want, we don't want the country to fall under tsunamis in 20 years. Like, like, right. like, that's all. like I wish there was a way. And it's how I know time travel doesn't exist. I wish there was a way <laughs> that you could just grab Republicans from this era and be like, or not even time machines. Like that would be helpful, I guess. Um, but like a scenario machine, like, you know, like, like Scrooge, right? Like mm-hmm. you just take, you take Republicans and you're just like, okay, here's the Republican future. Here we go. Like tsunamis destroying the world, rich people living in their towers while poor people are suffering. Here's you. You, you don't even have to go that far. Like you could just go back 30 years and like do it, but be like, like guys, this is what happens if you if you elect Newt Gingrich Speaker of the House. <laughs> like it's huh? it's it's set, it sets a chain of events. It yeah, sets no a kidding. Chain of events forward that like, culminates in this. Right. Like, um, here's what would have happened if Al Gore would have won. Like, right. Oh my God. Like, like Donald Trump becomes president. Oh my God, he becomes president. Oh my God, that Democrat. Holy shit. Like, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Don't tell him. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Democrat. <laughs> uh, that's not the guy you want. Um. But yeah, like I almost wish there was a magical machine that could just show people scenarios because it's it would help people to understand like your choices now really matter, right? Like you're right. Like Republicans, you know, rank and file Republicans have been convinced that there is like this moral imperative and all this other stuff. And look, while that seems ridiculous on its face, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it's not absolutely nuts, right? Because we talk about on the left. We talk about like if 
Republicans win, you know, abortion will be made illegal and, you know, women's rights. Like, so those are moral imperatives to us as well, right? Except, like, ours are reality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, theirs are, we're going to enslave people who don't agree with us and kill their children. Like, yo, we're just trying to get people regular jobs. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah. it, like, that's the problem is it's not that it's a moral imperative. It's just that the results in which they argue are are not real. Like they're just not fundamentally real. And that's, and that's the problem is you have on one side just believing fantasies. They're just fantasies. Oh, they're going to they're going to make everybody live in cities and that's how they'll inject us with vaccines we don't want. Like no, dude, like there's a there's a plague over the planet. Just try to make sure people stay alive. Like, that's it. Like, that's the argument. Like, it's really weird. Um, but yeah, people live in, people live, I mean, I think the, the further you live on the, on the edges of society and, and, and I don't mean this as like a slam on like rural, like people, like, you know, one of our hosts lives in rural America. Um, I mean, I'm slamming him personally, but that's like, not about anybody else. Also, he used to live in Fresno. So like he, he at least is experienced. City, I mean, uh, city, a large town. Um, no, but like, and this is not shitting on rural America. It really isn't. But I think the further you live outside of major cities, the more you have these very weird views of what it is to live there. Right. Like mm-hmm. you just don't have experience. And, and by the way, that goes that double for other way, as well. other way oh, yeah, right. Where we're sure. just like, there's a bunch <laughs> of podunk idiots out there. Like, no, it's like they just, they happen to live in these parts of the country. So I, I just think that there should be a little bit more cross-examination of like how we think about the other groups. Like I think that's real. But there de- there definitely is, I would say, and, and look, you could call me biased. I am definitely am biased. But I think there is a 100% bizarro view of how people live in cities. Like mm-hmm. it's really weird from – like you just hear people from – you know, like conservatives specifically from rural America are like – and the you know in the cities they're they're just stabbing each other constantly. I'm like that's not true. Like, <laughs> like yeah, I just watched this clip from Fox News and they're just like, yo, the murder rate is insane in New York City and in Chicago. I'm like, people live there, dude. <laughs> there's a lot of people who live there. People tend to kill people when they're close. Yeah, there's not as many people killing each other in like small town America because there's nine people that live there, dude. Like right. it's just it's just percentages. Like it's not if you look at percentages, it's not crazy different. Like it just isn't. So yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, there should be some a lot more understanding. But like stop grifting people, man. Like and, and stop falling for the okie doke. Like and I feel like it's so much easier to do it to people who don't like the, the people falling for Trump's grifts don't live in cities because they're like. They don't see grifters like him. We see grifters like him all the time. Yeah, like, like he's not new. Um, no, very, very unoriginal. In fact, so. yeah, that's <laughs> why. That's why New Yorkers didn't fall for it, dude. Like people in New York were like, Donald Trump is running for president. Get the fuck out of here. People in rural America, like he seems like a smart city genius. Like, no, he's not. He's well, an and, and again, that's the like we've talked about it many times before. That's the irony of Trump is that he, in many ways, is what rural Americans claim to. Hate like he he's he's what he's what exactly. they claim to to be vehemently against. Like yeah. he's a silver spoon asshole who hasn't earned a dollar in his life. Who you know preys on on poor people at the end of the day, and and that's you know they're they're falling right into line. Like they're, they're becoming the victims themselves. 
Okay, that's the end of the free portion for this week's episode of Look Forward. Make sure you go to lookforwardshow.com slash premium. Sign up for premium content. It's only $5 a month or $50 for the full year. You'll get the entire uh, episode of this show um, every week. Uh, normally it's about two to two and a half hours, but you're only getting the first hour right now for free. So make sure you sign up. Uh, you also get the other premium shows in the TNP studios network, like the airing of grievances, which is our Seinfeld podcast, uh, no time to bleed, which is our action movie podcast. And of course the men with the golden tongues, which is our spy James Bond movie podcast. So check all those things out. Again, it's $5 a month or $50 for the full year. It's a pretty great deal. Costs less than a cup of coffee and we will see you guys next time.